Cape Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy who's got more style, more brains, and certainly a better dresser. It's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. Yo, 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 yo. It's me, Will Robson. Eh, eh, eh. Right on an artist. Big time boy. Fresh in the house. Just had a fresh shower. Uh, uh, comb my hair. I know we're doing this. We're doing this earlier than usual. I'm a bit jaded. Yes, it's Sunday morning. We're at church. (laughs) What? (laughs) The church church. of Batman, bro. That's right. Yes. Ah, the book of Batman. As always, as we start this podcast, how is the art life going? You've had a few things. I'm sure you can't talk about specifically, but a few things happen. Talk about them. I don't give a crap. All right, do it. What's what's going on? I've double booked myself. Um, I am. I, I was just fin- finished drawing Joker over at DC, and then I had like a week off. Luckily, I can focus on my Kickstarter, which obviously I'm going to talk about in a second, as I always do. <laughs> um, and I got uh, an email from Marvel, which was very nice, which I haven't done work for them for a while to do just a quick five pager in a Carnage book. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll do that because Carnage is dope. And I've never drawn him professionally before. So I signed up for that. And then on the same day, as I started drawing that, I got an email from DC being like, we want you to draw the flash for a couple issues. I was like, Oh yes, I would like to do that as well. And now I'm drawing both and I'm working all the time. And I'm sure that as this podcast goes on, either there will be less episodes or I will just get grumpier and grumpier as they go on because I'm already feeling the stress of double booking, baby. (laughs) Well, once the Marvel one is done, then you can focus just on the flash, which is awesome that you're doing that. Yes, I'm like on issue 798 and 99, not 800, but like pretty freaking cool to be on like a main title with a huge like run. That's it. That's, you know, that's exciting. That's like, it's definitely an achievement in itself. And look, I love doing all the side books I've done, but this is—I'm pretty sure this is the first time I, I've hopped onto like a main title book. Like I can't remember any others that I've done, that I, especially ones that have had such a huge span of history. So I'm very honored to do that, and uh, looking forward to getting started on it. Hell yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing your work on The Flash. I think that's awesome. Um, Obviously, you've been loving the world of Batman and had a lot of fun playing in that arena. But yeah, seeing you on a main title book, bud, I think that's a really cool step with DC that you're taking. I think the Flash is is a pretty cool hero in itself. I haven't picked up a Flash main title book in quite some time, but obviously I'm gonna soon once you're obviously issues... I won't be picking yours up if I never read anything you do. <laughs> I do. I just don't read it all. Um <laughs> You just look through the pictures like, well, that was nice. Done. <laughs> I've already deleted the file from my memory. <laughs> Who's my uh, brother? Who's that fat guy in the corner there? That kind of looks like me. <laughs> you drew this? <laughs> <laughs> you draw? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'll definitely be picking that up. And uh, I'm excited to see you on an official print run. And maybe, well, not official print run, but you know what I mean, a main mm-hmm. title print run. And maybe as you go on, that will lead to more main title books, especially yeah. the one that we want to see you do the most, which is the horny guy <laughs> the horny guy what batman <laughs> oh i thought maybe you were talking about daredevil for a second the horny guy get it because oh you know, this guy fucks you know what i'm saying that's right um well yeah i mean but the two titles i would love to work on are to be a part of the actual run of the amazing spider-man 
and to be a part of the actual run of uh, Detective Comics. That those are the two of my biggest ones. And Detective Comics over Bat. Uh, look, I'd love to work in the Batman main title, but you know, Detective Comics. That's that's where Batman started. That's the OG, and that's where that's where I would like to to be affiliated with. So that's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. But besides that, I'm still in Kickstarter fever, baby. And if you this is your first time listening to this podcast, or if you haven't uh, checked it out yet, I currently have a book of my own, a creator-owned book called Outbreaks, which is a zombie anthology comic, which is kind of like Black Mirror meets The Walking Dead, where Black Mirror usually deals with stories all revolving around different types of technology. Uh, my stories about zombies all revolving around different zombie stories, and I completely butchered that, but that's okay. We're moving on because you've probably heard this a million times. <laughs> Basically, go to Kickstarter, search Outbreaks, or go on any of my social media. You'll see a campaign. Uh, I think we're like 72% funded, so we're nearly there. We've got like two weeks and a bit to go on it. And uh, yeah, just it's, it's a book that I'm really proud of. It's something I've created completely myself. It's something that I want to be an ongoing series where I'll try and do a few issues a year and sell directly to the direct market, meaning you. So it, this whole book is controlled by complete uh, audience interest. If no one wants to buy it, it will not be made. So there we go. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Go check it out right now. Head to Kickstarter, search Outbreaks, or head to, head to speechcomics.com, or you'll be able to check out what Will has planned for the first couple issues, along with loads of other stories that are to come. Really cool stuff. A couple stories that we're working on together, one I've written by myself, and loads of other ones that he's collaborating with, with other artists out there, professional artists, and stories that he's penned himself. So, yeah. Go check all of that stuff out, and we appreciate it. Share it around if you can't pledge, because that's a big part of it as well. And please, make this book a reality. Yeah, and thank you, everybody. Uh, I know listeners of the show have backed the book already, and I just want to say uh, thank you very much. <laughs> all right, buddy, let's get into a caped capers, shall we? Mm-hmm. Showtime. The Joker's escape from Arkham Asylum, Robin. All work and no play, you know? It's gonna be one of those nights. I don't have time for jokes. Hey, no problemo, Batman. Quiet. Come on, let's do a pizza run. You don't touch anything, say anything, or do anything unless I tell you. Got it? Relax. You've had a busy day. Okay, this week's Caped Capers is written in by listener Tommy Tunard. Tommy has said... Hey, it's me, Tommy Tunard. I got two nods. <laughs> it's T-U-N-N-A-R-D. Yeah, so I, one nod, two nods. I, I got a full set of balls, basically. That's all you need to know. Two it nods. does sound like a like a 40s or 50s gangster, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Tommy Tunards. <laughs> it's Tommy Two Fingers his, and Tommy Tunards. What's his stick? I heard he's got a nice set of balls. Wow. <laughs> Two whole nods. Yeah, I want to see. I, I've got one nod and one semi nod. It's not very impressive. I'm watching him right in and be like, it's Tenard. And you're like, <laughs> oh, shit. So Tommy has said, oh, that actually reminds me. You know how we've been saying Frank Poir and laughing Frank, at it because it sounds yeah. like. I see that he's the director of today's episode. He is the director of today's episode. It's Frank Parr, as in like Parr for the course. Mm, yeah, it's point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If we ever have him on this show, I don't think if we if you get him as a guest, I don't think I could be on the episode because I would just be giggling <laughs> in the background. It's Frank Paul, and though. I'm sure I, I guarantee he's a lovely man. And you know, he worked on Batman in the series. What a legend! But 
I'm just such a child that even the spelling of a word that looks like the onomatopoeia for a fart makes me giggle. So <laughs> I'm sorry about that. The writer, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sophisticated and I went to film school and I watched Citizen Kane and, and I watched Maltese Falcon. But if you try and spell a fart for me, it will be the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> All right, back to the scenarios. So Tommy is written in. Batman tries to teach Robin how to drive the Batmobile. Robin ends up accidentally hitting the penguin and they both have to cover up his death. Keep up the good work and love both of your podcasts. Oh, thanks, Tommy. Um, right. <laughs> so Bye, we've, got, we've got penguins. And we don't have to come up with anyone new in this scenario, fine. which is great because we've been we've been running low on celebrity pop star. <laughs> no, we could do we could do it forever. Hi, right, Robin. Look, I'm sick of having to drive you to everywhere you need to go: school, band practice. Um, what else do you get up to, you big nerd? Uh, oh geez batman i like to hang out with my friends we go get milkshakes oh yeah because i always drop you off to hang out with your friends and hey, if you but... can't see it i'm doing big buddy ear quotations <laughs> with my bat hands not bad ears with your quotations yeah, oh, oh, oh good one robin i guess anyway so everything's bad this... thing, batman come on yep. <laughs> <laughs> i want you to get some independence robin i am sick of having to drive you everywhere Alfred's obviously got like a bum knee or something. He can't drive you anywhere. Doesn't Alfred drive you everywhere, Batman? Yeah, but he's got a bum knee, like I just said. <laughs> oh, my knee, sir. It's bum. <laughs> See, I told you. So I'm going to teach you how to drive. It's it's about time. I mean, you talk like you're seven, but I think you're 21. I don't know. <laughs> you should, I mean, do you want to go get drunk or something? Like, what do you, you want to do? What, then drive, Batman? That's legal. <laughs> No, Robin. No, um, that's not what we stand for. We are superheroes. You were doing catnip with Catwoman the other week, man. It's legal. Catnip is legal. Just uh, relax. Okay. okay. Well, I kind of want to drive the Batmobile, Batman. I can drive. I can take his places. I can like chauffeur us around. You can look at your phone whilst you do it. It's pretty great. Bit liberal with the word "us" there. I'm thinking more you. So <laughs> you gonna let me take the Batmobile by myself? All right, let's do it. All the, the reason Alfred has bum knees, he was fi- trying to fix up the whole garage full of cars, and a car fell over, and no, they're all just not working. All right, so we're just gonna use the Batmobile. Come on. <laughs> okay, My Batman. knee is bum, sir. Yes, I know your knee is bum, Alfred. <laughs> Like bum right now. No one's helping Alfred. He has to make everything I himself. I haven't stood up in two days, sir. I've been yeah, living off bu- of the loose bats that fly past me in the cave. That's why this place is such a mess. My trousers are full of poo and wee, sir. <laughs> He's just dragging a saggy pair of pants around with him, full of All shit. Right. <laughs> well, well, I'll teach you to drive, and then we'll deal with Alfred. Okay, come on, let's go. All right, Batman. Okay. Oh, what's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button Wait, 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 wait. Oh, jeez, Batman. Come on, Batman. What do you do when you get into a car? What's the first thing you do, Robin? You go real fast. No, goddammit. You turn on the radio and listen to tunes. Oh, my God. (laughs) In the limited time that your parents were alive, what did they freaking teach you? Uh, Live, laugh, love. We had it on the wall in so many different in um, frames. Well, can't say that I'm sad that dead, to be honest. <laughs> Blame. Anyway. Batman! <laughs> what? Mine are dead too, okay? I'm bitter about it. If you can't tell, I've shaped my whole freaking world around my parents' death. 
Yeah, no, it's a bit obsessive, Batman. <laughs> well, that's me, all right? Look, all right, uh, do you want to learn yeah. to drive or not? Okay, First thing go. you do is you put your goddamn seatbelt on, Robin. Okay, that's that's a good idea, Batman. Safety first, Batman. Click. That's right, safety first. I, I say just, click when just, I do it. <laughs> he just un- he just unclicks Robin's spell immediately. All right, so you're all tied in. You'll be should be fine. <laughs> Nothing's gonna happen with that. Is this a, is this like a utility about Batman? Is there stuff in it? Yes, candies and sweets that you should be He's distracted like, by. That's a really time. good idea. <laughs> yeah. Why don't I have a utility belt? This my belt. <laughs> Alfred, write it down. I'm writing it down, sir. <laughs> Use, using my stool to write it on the floor of the cave. I'm not doing well. No one's helping me. I think I, I have to, to teach Robin to drive. This is important. I think I need to go to a home, sir. I'm too old. My foot is hanging off of my leg like it's amputated. It's just being held on by a shred. I thought you had a knee problem, Alfred. Oh, sir, fuck you. All right, baby. my other leg. <laughs> Alfred's boring. Click, turn off the radio. Okay, we're done. Right. We're not talking to him anymore. All right, so keys in the ignition. And go easy on the gas. Okay, easy on the. Okay, sorry, Batman. Sorry. Are you, are you are you okay, Robert? You just made some funny noises and moved back and forth. You haven't put your foot on the gas yet. <laughs> oh, I'm just anticipating, Batman. Okay, here Weird. we go, nice and easy. We're gonna just drive out of the Batcave. Oh, this is nice and smooth, right, Batman? This is real oh smooth. God, you're going like 0. 0.2 miles per hour. This is ridiculous. You said nice and easy, Batman. Lord, Robin. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Oh my god, look out! What the bloody hell? (laughs) Just bounces off it like a rubber ball. Oh my god, I've blown out my knee. I've got a bum knee, man. (laughs) Oh, my my foot as well. You know, oh, wait. My bloody heart, I'm dead. Oh. (laughs) Batman, I think think we killed the, the penguin. Liberal words, the use of the word we. You tell me to throw it, Batman. You just killed a man, Robin. Uh, Batman, what, we're gonna, what are we gonna do? We, we can't tell people this. We're gonna be kicked out of the Justice League. Again, this we that you keep referring to is. It's... Robin, I think it's time for us to go our separate ways. You're... <laughs> I don't think that you're really what I'm looking for an award. I mean, you're a murderer, and that's like the number one thing I'm against, <laughs> like big time. I'm just like burying the penguin. It's just like <laughs> we gotta cover it up, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> if if Commissioner Gordon finds out, I'm gonna get a jail. Batman. I have him on voice chat right now. Look, Gordon, <laughs> isn't this crazy? <laughs> he looks at his phone and it says Bruce Wayne is FaceTiming you, <laughs> and it's just Wait. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> now who's Commissioner Gordon? Oh no! Oh my God! Who could be Commissioner Gordon? I mean, do we have to do pop stars? Can it be other celebrities? Well, he's not a villain, so he yeah, I guess he could be a celebrity. Christopher Walken? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now the penguin, he's dead. Murdered <laughs> by the boy Wonder. <laughs> Open and shut case, Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> Did you know that I was in Batman Returns? Was. <laughs> And I didn't want to go to jail. Bloody hell. What the hell happened here? Batman, eat the penguins. He's alive. 
Reverse the car, Robin. <laughs> <Let that> finish <laughs> the job. Wait a minute. What's this wee bit, man? <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> uh, you know, I couldn't let you fall for a murder by yourself, my cheeky little scamp. Gordon's still on the face call. He's watching all of this happen. <laughs> he's alive. He's, he'll be fine. We should probably go focus on Alfred because, you know, he's is literally using his own poo to write stuff on the floor. <laughs> Of the back cave, and that's very unsanitary. They go home, Alfred's dead, and Robbie's like, I'll get the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of bats feasting on his corpse. I was thinking of starting to replace uh, my butlers like I replaced my boy wonders. Met this guy called Jason the other day. Pretty cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was a bit more hip with it. You know, he said stuff like, no cap. And I was like, oh, this guy gets it. He's, he's young. <laughs> he's fresh. <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't like caps. He doesn't wear baseball caps. He's not a child, Robin. So that's. I get that. No cap. I also don't wear caps. You know what I say? Yes, cape, Robin. Yes, cape. <laughs> Hashtag yes, cape, Robin. I think Alfred's dead. <laughs> All right, Batman. That's the end of this scenario. <laughs> All right, if you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a written review on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now, as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. Tell a friend about the pod or share it on your socials, as that's the fastest way to grow a podcast. Also, go follow us on social media at BatmanTASPod on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere but Twitter, which is at BatmanTASPod1. And that's because why... Because we are the number one Batman the Animated Series podcast. Yep, and it has nothing to do with someone else taking the handle at Batman TAS Pod. And on our socials or in the description of this episode, you'll find our Linktree account, which includes a tip jar where you can gift us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. Podcasts cost money and have become even harder to monetize these days. And as we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson. And you can follow Will on his socials. Stay up to date on what he's working on now. I get a glimpse of the work day of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere at Robson Inc. And that's R-O-B-S-O-N-I-N-K. I have a question for you before yeah. you wrap that up. Has anybody ever used our tip jar? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been curious that you always plug it. I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's ever like got a little cheeky something. I would tell you. The moment, like, if someone sent like a dollar, I'd be like, buddy! <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying in the way like, is this guy fucking holding out on me? I'm not saying it like that at all. I'm just... I was just curious. Well, you know, the other option is Patreon, but um, we've done, we've been down that road before. And as much as we'd love to have more time to be able to do that, um, the fact is, is that we don't. So most Patreons... Yeah, we can't offer extra content, right? Exactly. So and we're not going to make you obviously pay just to listen to us talk for free anyway. So yeah, if you can gift us a little something, something that's always appreciated, but not necessary, as I said. Yeah, but more importantly, go to kickstarter.com and put money into outbreaks that's yeah, more important that is more important all right no, i thought you were gonna butt heads on that one but okay <laughs> yeah, well no that. because if that takes off and starts to go then you know i'm able to be a part of that eventually as well with some of the yeah. stories that we've we've written together or i've written by myself come a published writer <laughs> so exciting bit yeah? all right let's get into some news quickly uh, first bit of news, Superman Legacy, the movie that James Gunn has written, the live action film that's coming out for the new DC universe. Uh, James Gunn is seemingly confirmed to direct this movie 
after having just completed the script. Gunn has continued to fuel speculation of sharing various Man of Steel themed images on his social media. And we now may have confirmation that thanks to comic book writer Tom King that he is directing. King was interviewed for the Comic Pop YouTube show and spoke a little bit about Gunn's plans for the DCU before offhandedly mentioning that the filmmaker is writing and directing Superman Legacy. And as we know, James Gunn has written it, so if the filmmaker is writing and directing, it sounds like James Gunn's going to direct the Superman movie. I thought that was I thought that was true already. I didn't realize that wasn't a thing. Nice to know that someone is referring to Tom King about things like he is literally the Tom King of DC Comics. Um, yeah, and um, his involvement in the movies, that sounds like a really good idea to me because mm. he's written some great stories that I think would translate really well into film. Yeah, the, the dude constantly releases like absolute uh, out-of-the-park books. Yeah, starting with The Visions, which was adapted into WandaVision. Yeah, and, and his... Um... Well, his Batman run was awesome with... Uh, the Joker and Riddler War, and uh, Batman marrying Catwoman. Mm. His whole run yeah, of Batman he's done was loads great. Of stuff. Yeah. All right. Next bit of news: Scream Six has just been released and receives very positive reviews. Whilst Adam Driver's Sixty Five, the movie that I've been really looking forward to, has been savaged by critics and oh, cinema no. goers. It's been poo pooed quite a bit. Now it's got thirty six thirty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, which ain't great. And I'm not like uh, a diehard. I will go see something based on reviews because I'd rather make my decision by myself. But when there's that many negative reviews, it doesn't make me think like, ah, oh, man, because I wanted to see this in uh, at the movies because the big screen dinosaurs, like mm -hmm. it seems like something you'd go to the movies to see. Yeah. I think I'm just going to wait now. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, it it looked like it it could go two ways, right? It could either be a really fun, awesome action movie, or it could be crap. So yeah, uh, I will wait for you to see it to let me know if it's any good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be waiting till it comes out on on streaming. But yeah, that's a shame. And our final bit of news: the cancelled Cape Crusader animated series, led by Bruce Tim, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves has found a new home with Amazon Prime and has been purchased for two seasons. So it's now no longer a rumor that it might be going somewhere or it might be canceled. It's for sure going to happen. It's going on to Amazon, which is interesting to see that Batman's going to be on Amazon because HBO Max, Warner Brothers owned, passed on it, which is a very weird thing for them to do. But maybe mm -hmm. that's with James Gunn's involvement and it, it could kind of like mess with his DCU because he's trying to do both animated and live action at the same time and make them all cross over. So maybe that's the reason. But it's at least it's going to exist, man, because it well, is literally be Batman. I know. I was thinking that. And who's going to be the Joker? Because Hamill has said um, now that Kevin Conroy is gone, I'm not going to be the Joker anymore. And the plan with the series is to make it look like it's in the 1930s, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be an ode to the 90s animated series. That's basically what it's, it has said. Oh, so uh, I thought it was because they released that black and white Batman thing for like an 80th anniversary or something like that. Yeah. By Bruce Timm. And, and he had the classic like side Batman horns and it was a complete ode to the 1930s. I thought that this show was going to be more. Well, of it's a it's a blend. You're right. It's going to have that look and feel of his black and white 30s one that's with like um 
that's based on oh, I can't remember the name of the book, but there's like a mad scientist that like lives on a hill and Batman comes in. Yeah, yeah I remember all of I remember seeing that. Imagine if he has the purple gloves. That'd be pretty mm. cool. Well, um, it'd be black and white, so you wouldn't know. Right. Yeah. Is it well, black and white still? It hasn't been confirmed. I don't think that they would do that. I think that they'll bring color into it. But of course, it's still going to have 90s animated series vibes because we do a podcast about it. It's such a revolutionary show for Batman um, that's just beloved and is timeless. So I think they're trying to do something new whilst also, you know, injecting some of that into it and try and create something that's going to again stand the test of time but we'll have to wait and see jj abrams and matt reese being involved kind of worries me a little bit mm. i'd rather just be like just let bruce tim and like bring paul dini in um there's only been one writer confirmed for this show which is ed brubaker he's on board well as... that's exciting i mean the, yeah what an amazing writer ed brubaker is i mean what's he a creator of the winter soldier yep and uh wrote that book that i never finished that I should have finished the image book, uh, Kill or Be Killed, which I really liked. I, I like haven't read like the last two issues of that. I can't. Did I read that? You did. Yeah. The 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 kid like he he wants to kill himself continuously. Oh, what a fails, book! And then the devil's like, no, no, no. You've survived way too long. You're owed my soul. If you don't start killing someone every thirty days, then I will kill you. Yeah, it's a demon. Does. Yeah, and then you don't know if the demon's actually real or not as you go along in the story um it was, it's i never finished excellent. it but it's a great book i finished it and it was it was a great ending as well yeah really good story i forgot brubaker wrote that yeah so him being involved is 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 a great sign that hopefully this show with bruce tim's art style leading the animation i think um i think this could be a winner but we'll have to wait and see when it comes out and there's no release date announced yet but it's going to amazon so that's cool okay all right, buddy, before we go into our episode review, as always, we always cast someone new that we come across once we watch an episode of the animated series. We cast them or fan cast them in our own live action universe. As always, I usually go too old, but this time I think I've done pretty well again. I've looked up his age. Would you say, because we're casting Mayor Hamilton Hill in our live action yeah. universe, would you say he's in his late 50s mid to late 50s i honestly he could be any age like he looks like an old man and it's kind of curious how he has a small child he has like a 10 year old yeah, yeah i agree yeah okay well i've gone for like mid to late 50s um so do you mind if i go first that's fine okay so my head i always i can't say mayor hamilton hill without like having to stop to think about it can't just say it fluently like mayor hamilton hill i just did it there fuck all right <laughs> mayor hill <laughs> my mayor hill choice i think he needs to be to to be able to have the ability to be both stern and like authoritative like when yes. he needs to be but also not taken too seriously because you know he's kind of a little bit of a, yes. a pushover have a warmth and a kindness to his voice you know that comes with age like mm -hmm. especially when he's like oh jordan when he embraces him just again. describing the choice that i've chosen but i think he going. needs to be balding like either like nearly bald or like widow's peak he needs to look good in a pair of glasses and also a really nice thin mustache like i've my choice has all of this uh and more and my choice for this is stanley tucci stanley tucci that's a really cool choice i like that 
I think he would smash it. I was watching this episode after I had already made Stanley Tucci as the choice. And as I was watching it, I was looking at Hamil- Hamilton Hill, Hammy, and I was like, you are very Stanley Tucci-esque. There's, there's a picture I'll show you. Obviously, there's Mayor Hill. And look at Stanley Tucci with this little pencil-thin mustache. Yeah, look no, at him. It's, that's, it's, a good, it's a good choice. That's Mayor Hill. Look at that. Look at that, buddy. That's, that's Hammy right there. Yeah, no, it's a very, very good choice. Okay, thank you very much. Who did you cast? So I, you know, I've been on a Walking Dead kick recently. So the the cast of that show has been very fresh in my mind. When I think of May Hill, I think of someone that's in an authoritative position, but is a weasel as well. I mean, the fact that he was using his own child to like get ahead with his his social life and stuff like that. A very Stanley Tucci mood, Mike, and I have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Stanley Tucci to me is is a very warm presence. You know, there's the reason why he played Cap- the guy who made the Captain America. There's something just really pleasant about him. I have seen him in roles like in The Devil Wears Prada, where he is a weasel and a bit of a like, hey man, don't don't laugh at that. That's one of no, my I've, favorite. I've, I've never like, seen guilty that, pleasure movies. I've never seen it. All I know is just Michael Scott talking about it in the office. You are not going to Paris. <laughs> uh, I really like yeah. him in that. He's a fashion designer, so he's got like you know this kind of arrogance about him. Um, anyway, anyway, sorry. Um, so I chose someone who, in The Walking Dead, is uh, a f- figure of authority, um, is a weasel, uh, and more. In- interested in their own uh self-preservation and uh gain i i the moment this started and he's doing the speech to everybody and then like the thing crashes on him i was like this is this guy to a t like he would just act the same way and that's why my choice is an actor called xander berkeley who played gregory on the walking dead he's the guy who was first running um the wood uh the hilltop community oh yeah 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 and he he tries to kill maggie at one point by poisoning her he's a super weasel and uh his voice is exactly the same as this character's voice in the show like they speak exactly the same okay um i know who you're talking about i remember seeing him in the walking dead um i think it's a decent choice i'm still big in the stanley tucci camp um another example of him being able to be a weasel is in the movie the terminal with Tom Hanks, where there's the guy who's stuck in the airport, and Stanley Tucci is the guy that runs the airport, and he's constantly trying to, like, climb the ladder in the airport, and he's sucking up to people. As long as long as he, like, gets his way, he's, he's a nice guy, but he's also trying to, like, kick Tom Hanks out of the airport and trick him as much as possible. Mm. Look, I, I think you have a great choice, but I also think I have a great choice, so I think it's going to have to be done to the, the fans. All right, we can leave it to the listeners then. That's a good shout. So, guys, head to at Batman TAS Pod on any of the socials, unless it's Twitter, which is at Batman TAS Pod One, to check out the poll between Stanley Tucci and the guy's name I already forgot. Xander Berkeley. Xander Berkeley. Go check it out, vote, and for the next episode, we'll let you know the results. A fellow Xander. Uh, no, you son of a. Don't you ever call me that! <laughs> you know, you son of a bitch. All right, let's get into this episode review. (laughs) 
Okay, this episode is titled Be a Clown. It came out on October 3rd, 1992. Directed by Frank Parr. Written by Ted Peter- <laughs> Written by Ted Peterson and Steve Hades. Featuring Kevin Conroy as Batman, Bruce Wayne, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon, Lloyd Bockner as Mayor Hill, Jim Cummings as the real Jekko, Marie Devon as Summer Gleason, Mark Hamill as the Joker and a character named Franklin, Justin Shenkaro as Jordan Hill and another kid named Timmy Fire, and Tim Curry makes a uncredited appearance as the robot clown that laughs when um, Jordan oh. bumps into it. And it's the wow. laugh, it's his Joker laugh that he had for this right. animated series, which is really interesting. Some creds here for some of those people. Writer Ted Peterson also wrote Mutant's Revenge, an episode of Spider-Man the Animated Series. So if you remember that episode, it was the second part of the X-Men crossover with Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. He also wrote episodes of Mummies Alive, Iron Man the Animated Series, X-Men the Animated Series, Street Fighter the Animated Series, which I didn't even know existed. Did you know there was a Street Fighter? Yeah, I did. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Captain Planet, Mighty Max, James Bond Jr. Bond! James Bond Jr. The Smurfs, Super Mario Brothers, G.I. Joe, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So this dude wrote for a lot of shows. Childhood and yep. creation. Uh, also, writer Steve Hayes, the other writer of this episode, wrote the story for the 1979 movie Time After Time, which, uh, when it came out, was quite a popular film, as well as episodes of G.I. Joe, James Bond Jr. Bond! James Bond Jr. <laughs> Captain Planet, Iron Man, the animated series, Nobody Street Sharks. Him, but scum always try. Young Check Bond, that's big too. juicy thighs. <laughs> I like your version. <laughs> Uh, he also wrote Street Sharks episodes, which is uh, one of our favorites, and Godzilla the Animated Series. Oh, man, Godzilla the Animated Series. I know that movie like spawned. So remember, we had the t- we bought toys. Yeah, for that we movie. went to go see it. We loved it as kids. Little we raptor did. Godzillas. We thought it was great. I watched that like a few years ago, and it does not like hold oh, up. I'm, it... I'm sure we well we had uh, toys for that, and also toys for um, the Lost in Space movie with Joey from Friends. Which yeah, we also liked as kids. I really like that, and Gary Oldman's the bad guy, and yes. he's like this creepy thing at the end. It's like Gary Oldman's a bad guy and a creepy thing in the nineties. Wow, <laughs> that's fresh. <laughs> Voice actor Jim Cummings is a legend and is featured in this episode very briefly as the real Jacko the Clown. He's got mm. endless credits. I, I, I immediately recognized it was him. Right. He's got endless credits on IMDb, but he's best known for being Darkwing Duck and the voice of Winnie the Pooh. No, I do uh, get him and Greg Berger mixed up a lot. Oh, do you? Oh, interesting. Both, both iconic voice actors. Yes. Uh, also, he's the shocker in Spider-Man, the animated series, Jim Cummings. Uh, and then we've got Lloyd Bockner, who voices Mayor Hill. He's also known for being in Naked Gun 2. Superboy, the live-action TV show, and a ton of films and TV shows that stretch all the way back from the 40s to the early 2000s. And sadly, he passed away in 2009, so he's no longer with us, but he had a huge body of work. Okay, and then finally, our little uh, note for voice actors in this, Jordan Hill, the voice of Mayor's Kid, is voiced by Justin Shankaro, who's better known as Harold Berman, the bully from Hey Arnold. Do you remember the bully? Yes, I do, yeah. Who is this, like, plump, like... I specifically remember the episode where he, like, wanted to go on a diet, so he ordered the diet ice cream from the ice cream van, but he ordered two of them, so therefore they equal the same amount of calories as a regular <laughs> one. That sounds like something I would do as a kid! 
As we both know, uh, I don't think listeners know, there was a point where I was like, I got to lose some weight. So I got to stop eating <laughs> any foods like chocolate and sweets. And I thought that like meat was bad for me as well. But what I thought was going to be good for me was a whole French stick, like a whole French bread loaf. Apricot jam. And apricot jam and butter. So I was just like, oh, butter. It, I know. I, and I was like eating it I and like eating diet it. starts today <laughs> gotta get out my whole french whole whole, whole french, french stick, stick. a whole french stick for a uh what a 10 year old are we talking here yeah like 10 or 11 a yeah. 10 year old a whole french stick how did he get this whole french stick where were the parents how did they not know that this whole the french point, stick that's the thing right like i would eat the whole fucking thing and i was actually like no nah, this diet thing ain't so bad <laughs> <laughs> and when <laughs> And then I didn't lose any weight. I did this for like a week. I didn't lose any weight. And How then... are you getting a French stick a day? Well, because our mum kept on buying them. And then when I went How up... How was she and... not like, where the fuck are these French sticks going? I think that she was just like, oh, the, the boys must have eaten it together. And, you know, like half a French stick each, like still a lot, but like between two people. But one person, because I remember going to him being like, mum, I'm not losing any weight and I'm trying here. And I'm like cutting out things and i told her what i've been having and she's like oh darling that's not what that's not good for you and also i was wondering where all the french sticks were going (laughs) into my gut (laughs) uh it's funny yeah i remember that specifically i I don't understand that she could just be like where are my french sticks going and not try and be like Maybe one of my really obese children is eating one of them. Like, come on. <laughs> Duh. That's a bad it, parent. Of course it's the fat, fatty McFatty downstairs. <laughs> well, there are two fatties downstairs. Mm. <laughs> and the fatter one may be eating it. The other one is clumping up and soon will surpass the fatter one. <laughs> so it could be him. <laughs> it's probably a tag team, I reckon. <laughs> It's like some sort of game show that she's... <laughs> she's Which watching. child will be the fattest? <laughs> Who do you think had the French stick? <laughs> Introducing Alex. He clogs his grandmother's toilet with his mega shits and eats a French stick every day. Weighing Come in Come on it. down, Alex. <laughs> Weighing in at 300 pounds and only five <laughs> Ten years old and four foot two, it's Alex Robson. <laughs> Yeah. And the runner-up, Will Robson, skinny as a child, but now has moved to America and is plumping up extra large. <laughs> he he enjoys drinking ten cans of regular full-fat Coke a day. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Domino's pizza every Friday to himself. It's six-year-old Will Robson saying, oh, "I know I done as fat, but I'll be there soon." <laughs> I can make it if I try. You will be the fattest. <laughs> well, the competition is over and I have won. <laughs> I am the fattest. And you have been for many years. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have, did you remember that time when it did surpass, though, and I was the skinnier one? And you were oh, like, fuck! So pissed <laughs> off. Yeah. But no, you have been the world heavyweight champion for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that, actually. Yes, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> All right, back to this episode. I got some fun facts from you. Breaking out my utility belt. We got the poster of the great prosciutto is spelt wrong. The U is in front of the I on, oh. the, on the poster. So somebody fucked up. The picture of the great prosciutto is a caricature of comics writer and self-described uh, oh, magician, Alan, Alan Moore. Moore. Yes. That's funny. 
Um, so he wrote the acclaimed Batman Joker graphic novel, The Killing Joke, which this episode took influence on with the abandoned amusement park. Yeah, and also definitely took influence from The Dark Knight Returns with chucking like baby bombs on a roller coaster. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought that too, which was which was interesting. So that's kind of cool that they kind of threw in a few odes to famous Batman Joker comics. Would have been cool if this episode was any good, though. Uh, well, yeah. I thought this was the worst episode we've seen so far. I thought it was okay. I wouldn't say it's the best um, or even like, yeah, maybe it is the worst. You're right, bud. I'd rather um, watch the the uh, the the what are the younglings, the the underdwellers, the underdwellers over this. Yeah, yeah, that was that was at the bottom of our list. I mean, we still enjoyed that episode, and yeah, I think it's got more merit than this one. Um, so when Joker disguises himself as Jekko, the voice he uses is, is an imitation of the movie comedian Ed Wynn, best known yeah. for voicing the Mad Hatter in Walt Disney's Alice in Wonderland. The roller coaster sequence was adapted into the third stage of the Joker level in the Super Nintendo game The Adventures of Batman and Robin. So that sounds mm. like a cool level to play. During the climactic roller coaster chase, the Joker's lapel flower originally squirted acid, making the scene much more dangerous. But business standards and practices said that that was too threatening and it was to be changed to the flower squirting gas instead. I enjoyed the little fart sound effect that the, the flower made. Me too. It. Yeah. Di- speaking of farts, director Frank Bois. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to fart. You're like, speaking of farts. <laughs> <laughs> director Frank Parr was having difficulties with the storyboarding with the crew. And when a freelancer quit, Bruce Tim storyboarded the entire second act himself. So that's interesting that you had to step in there. The chef and waiter from Pretty Poison and the large woman whose purse is stolen from the Underdwellers can all be seen in the crowd at the birthday party. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and I I read this before I saw it, so I was keeping my eye open. They are all there. It's pretty cool. The photographer at Jordan's party resembles the Golden Age Batman villain Ali Babble. Never heard of that one before. Um, Babble. But he was an annoying photographer, though. Like, he wasn't taking pictures of the mayor. Mayor was like, did you get a good shot of us? And he was clearly had his back to him. And then later, when Jordan, like, has a freak out with his dad, he's, like, proper filming it. Like, oh, yeah, this is the good stuff. I'm going to sell this shit to the Daily Bugle. Oops, wrong universe. (laughs) The trap Joker attempts to kill Batman with is the famous water torture trap, which Harry Houdini escaped from in approximately two minutes. And finally, this episode marks the first time in the DCAU where Batman is knocked out and finds himself trapped when he awakens. So let's talk about this episode. What did you think? Give me more details on why you didn't like it. I just, I I, I found Joker kind of annoying in this episode. Lots um, of puns, right? Like way too many puns. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the first act of him going to a birthday party dressed as a clown. But I don't think, I think the writers fucked up because... The kid was into magic, and then suddenly he's like, yeah, I know magic as well. I'm like, oh, so you're a magic clown? Yeah. And so then Joker's just like, yep, I know all these magic tricks as a a clown. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. There's no magic clowns. No, I mean, maybe he's, like, killing time at the amusement park by himself, like, learning how to do magic, but I don't think that was what Joker would be doing in his downtime. I love Joker showing up to a children's birthday party dressed as a clown. That's frightening, and it's such a great idea. It's a great idea. And Bruce Wayne shuffling knowing that he's trying to save the day, but he's still going to be Bruce. All of that is top quality stuff. But the moment that cake explodes, the episode's over to me and the rest of it's pretty garbage. I think that um, the kids shouldn't have been interested in magic. Maybe he should have been interested more in being a clown. And his father's embarrassed by that. 
Um, I think yeah, I mean, I think it would have been. I mean, imagine how dark you could have taken it with, yeah, corrupting Jordan's mind, like the mayor's son. And you imagine, like, if it like spun I mean, he's in off a little clown costume. I mean, he already looks yeah. like a little child Joker anyway. With he his does. Hair and his nose. And what would you do if you're Batman in this situation? Because like you can't punch him in the face. He's a kid, right? Like you mm. can't like fight him. So that would be a really good idea for the Joker to do that. And I know down the line in Return of the Joker, the Batman Beyond movie, he turns Tim Drake into yeah, but the Joker. A, a willing child to be like, I hate my dad. I hate yes. authority. I hate all of these people. The mayor's son too. The mayor's son. Like I want to be a little deviant bastard. Yeah. And Joker's like, fuck it. All right. Yeah. Like, you snuck yeah. into my thing. Like, how about your first task as being my ward is to kill the Batman? Yep, I love that. Uh, I think that's a way better story, and I wish we got that instead. But um, yeah, to continue, the episode does have one of my favorite Joker layers of all time. I really do love the abandoned amusement park. I think it's really spooky. Like, I love how dark it is and how, like, rusty everything looks and just... It's like it's outplayed, isn't it, though? Well, because of the killing joke. But I thought in this animated series i thought it looked really good like as a set piece i was like this is like all of the creepy clowns and when john's like at one point he's running around and uh there's a really kind of cool shot of him running into the shadow of a ferris wheel that looks like a spider's web and i was like oh that's cool he's obviously he's caught in a web and there's a, a predator coming after him and i thought joker was really creepy at one point when he's looking for jordan and he's just running the cane along the fence and he's like oh jordan as he's looking for him and it's in this spooky place i, yeah. I liked it me me what did you think of the music because I didn't really notice it I at all. Yeah, I didn't notice it at all. And that's very rare for this show. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the theme was in this episode. And they always write a new theme for each episode. So, Did yeah. you notice that Joker has red lipstick on over his red lipstick? Like, it's like a different shade of lipstick. Dude, when he took off his, his clown makeup and he's like... I'm the Joker. It was this big moment. I'm like, you look the exact same, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you, he's already changed into his classic Joker outfit. <laughs> yeah. It's just the, like, it's literally like if Batman was standing in the Bat costume, but he had like, I don't know, uh, someone else's like an Afro on his head or something like that. You'd be like, <laughs> you're Batman. Like, yeah. I can see that you are Batman. And Jordan's like, oh no, it's the Joker. Yeah. I'm like, obviously. Right at the start of this episode, when Mayor Hill is addressing the press, we see a billboard that says Gotham Acres, and its slogan is, a fun place to be. <laughs> like, do you think someone in the marketing forgot to come up with a slogan and just said, like, oh, a fun place to be, whatever. And they were like, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing could be worse for Mayor Hill than a car chase that's taking place after he's like, Gotham safety and all of that stuff. Like, I thought that was yeah. just, I felt so bad for him. <laughs> he messed that one up, right? <laughs> like, the literal worst situation ever, where he's like, all right, I got to run my campaign. I got to make sure that I'm, I'm plugging. Gotham is a safe place to be. All right, Gotham is safe. Suddenly, car chase, gangsters, and a building crashes <laughs> on him. <laughs> like, that is like the epitome of it not being safe. Uh, especially when Batman comes swinging in on a construction beam and, like, he slams into those thugs so hard. And imagine a giant metal beam swinging at you full speed with a person on it yeah. into he your went, rib cage. They're he, dead. He went full, like, uh, Home Alone on them with that. Yeah, he did. Uh, very Spider-Man-like pun as well, where he's like, garbage collection is on oh. Monday. But in your case, I'm Batman. making an exception. Batman was 
punning up a storm in this episode and i hated it he always had something to say i'm like batman shut up be the yeah, guy he did yeah seriously he was very spider-man in this episode right yes, like, he was he was just he was always like i have a retort and it's like shut up batman <laughs> and the fact that batman knows when the garbage collection happens in each district of gotham i think oh, is such yeah. an unnecessary detail but just so batman right of like, course he does I know where garbage is collected. It's on a Monday in this district, but if you go over on 6th Street, it's on a Tuesday. Usually they arrive at 4 p.m., but recently they've been getting there a bit early. It's 3 p.m. At Christmas time, I usually leave them a six-pack of beer and a piece of chocolate just to let them know that I do appreciate the work that they do. I don't go near them, though. They stick. Except they, they went on strike this summer, and I had to keep my garbage in my garage, and I really hated them. This is actually a personal story by me, not Batman. I love <laughs> um, and also, it was weird that this attack took place during the day like it was weird seeing batman out in the daylight it was like more like dusk but still it wasn't dark yeah. when that whole thing was happening and it was weird to see that um, the only thing i really like about the joker in this episode is how petty he is like when he casually sees someone on tv comparing him to batman and he just gets so angry that he like orchestrates an entire scheme to blow up this person's house which is full of children by the way on that day like that is some really menacing shit. Mm. I also love that. Like you're a politician and you're like, uh, it's perfectly safe in my mansion. Like I'd be like, as a voter, I'd be like, fuck you, buddy. Like, yeah. Oh, in your mansion, is it? No, one of the Joker. I was like, if I heard that the Joker tried to blow up his mansion, I'd be like, good, motherfucker. <laughs> as a citizen of Gotham, I approve of this, you corrupt piece of shit. Oh, it fell into the pool and blew up your swimming pool. I'm no, so sorry. No. Uh, speaking of his mansion, did you notice Mayor Hill has his own butler? No, I didn't. Uh, there's a butler called Franklin who's like tying the signs and he treats him like shit because he's just like, come along now, Franklin. The party's almost started. And he's like, yes. Uh... Oh, yes, I do remember. Do you think Franklin knows Alfred? Do you think they have like meetups? Yeah, that's probably like a, a like a butler's union in <laughs> right? And Alfred, like, he just gives the game away immediately. Like, he's just like, I work for Batman. I mean, Bruce yeah. Wayne. They're like, no, Pennyworth is the one that always is like, doesn't go straight to like, come on, Pennyworth, you gotta join us. I'm living comfortably, thank yeah. you. I've been very well paid for many years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i just love that they both were british but this guy's treated like shit like it's just i don't know it's like dobby and then the uh, and then creature you know what i mean from harry potter like one's got a nice deal and the other one's got a shit deal who's creature the uh one that lives in sirius black's house that's his name um but they both have a duff deal is yeah, the one so. that's like chatting shit about people and then they see him he's like uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's muttering, yeah. Fucking muggle. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> fucking little shits going around here with their fucking wands. I loved it. One kid who shows up at the birthday party and just hands over his presents, and he's like, "Happy birthday! Where's the food? <laughs> Where is the French stick? <laughs> Him on a diet. No cake for me." <laughs> Joker's clown, like the look of Jekko, looks a little like Pennywise, the Tim Curry Pennywise, I thought, which oh, may be another yeah. road. That would have been interesting with Tim Curry doing it. Yeah. What do you think Bruce got for Jordan for his birthday, by the way? Because that mm. gift is gigantic. Like he comes in, he's like, oh, I can just about manage it. It's huge. And he also <laughs> ends up 
chucking it in the swimming pool with the bomb. And I was like, oh, we're never going to know what's in there. And then I was thinking, if he doesn't know kids, like, what is in that gift box? Like, if you don't know what kids want, he gets him, like, I don't know, like a knife set. And the kid's like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? <laughs> I got you uh, a bunch of crime scene photos. There you go. This is, <laughs> these are my parents. They're both dead. Uh, uh, the chalk that was used to draw their outlines. <laughs> you could play tic-tac-toe on the sidewalk with it. What do you think of Bruce's way of disposing of the bomb? I thought it was very Clark Kent. I thought it was it was great. It was a clever idea to like yeah, you had to think so fast to be able to be like I know that everyone's in danger, but I cannot no pun intended blow up my spot that I am like Batman because you know because he could easily be like oh this big muscly dude just like is like there's a bomb. Yeah, like, that's true. You know, to, to kick it off like i just think it was clever of him to be able to get rid of the bomb in that way imagine if bruce was wrong about the cake though and it wasn't a bomb and like he just knocks it into the water and nothing happens and so he like i don't know he he goes home to alfred and alfred's like so how was the birthday party sir and bruce is I like threw the cake in the pool <laughs> you know that's actually quite a fun story for like an aging batman where you know bruce wayne thinks that like oh no people are in danger but they're really not yeah i would just love alfred be like master bruce you did it again Another cake and another swimming <laughs> <laughs> Or even it's uh, like other items. Like he's like, what What was it this time? An umbrella? A potted plant? A coin that had a scratch it was, on it? It was the cake, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> How is that even related to one of your villains? <laughs> I hate children that have parents. You know this. <laughs> I'm jealous, Alfred. <laughs> also, did you notice that Bullock is eating birthday cake when the police are at mayor's no. at the mayor's house? And I was like, mate, that fell in the pool. <laughs> yeah, quick shim and a quick snack. When watching Batman escape the water tank, I really liked the line from Joker: "They don't make straight jackets like they used to." I should know. I, that was I, I like that. that. I thought it was too on the nose and like I don't know. I did not like the writing of this episode. I didn't like the way people spoke. I thought it was you know what. Uh, this is the first time watching the anime series where I was like, this is a kid's cartoon. That's true, actually. I, You know what? I had that same feeling. I was like, yeah, this does feel a bit childish. And the two writers of this, this is the only episode that they wrote for the series. So makes makes sense. Yeah, so loads of puns from the Joker whilst on the roller coaster. We've said, like, really irritating because everything, every line out of the Joker's mouth is a pun mm. to do with the situation. And... Yeah, I think you were speaking on it earlier. There's no, like, dichotomy between the Joker and Batman in this episode where you can feel, like, the hatred and also, like, the yeah, the, the love not, between them. There's, there's the, These guys are not arch rivals in this. They were in the... Uh, when he was gassing up the city. Yes. And, he, like, he nearly... Like, that was, like, perfect, like, one-for-one one fighting. This was just like, a, hey, Batman, you're around today? Cool, well, I'm... I kind of fell into shenanigans, so I guess I'll try and kill you. I don't know. The more I think about this episode, I think it uh, sucks. Yeah, no, fair dues. I didn't think it was great either. And I was looking forward to this episode um, and a rewatch, but yeah, it's it didn't live up to my expectations. Uh, so finally, more countless dollars in property damage done by Batman in this episode. The entire amusement park comes crashing down and explodes, and he's just like, ah, <laughs> another day saved. Uh, All those kids can enjoy that time with their alive parents. Ah. <laughs> Jordan returns home to his dad, and Batman gives the thumbs up in the corner, which is now used as a meme yes. constantly. You see that ev- all the time. I've sent that to you loads of times before. 
Um, and it is and that, a really awkward bit of animation for this show as well. Is. I know the context of it now, uh, and that makes me laugh that it was from this episode. That's the I'd say that's the only redeeming quality of this episode is <laughs> that it is the birth of the Batman thumbs up gif. <laughs> uh, and that is the end of the episode. The one thing I will say though is the the character Mayor Hill um, obviously continues on in this show, and there's lots of great episodes that he's involved in. But he his character also in this universe is continued in Batman: The Adventure Continues, written by Paul Dini and Alan Burnett. It's a comic series that's out right now. They're on their third uh, season, or whatever you call it, third collection. What do you call a trade paperback? Yeah, I guess volume. so. Trade paper. Yeah, third volume. That's it. Thank you. They're on their third volume. What I really love about Mayor Hill's inclusion in these stories is uh, he's murdered. He meets his untimely death wow. in these stories. Uh, and it's due to his connection with the Court of Owls. And there's like a whole backstory with him and like being connected to the Court of Owls. And his son takes over as mayor of Gotham. So yeah, he's like 15. No, uh, I think he has another son. It's not Jordan. Um, but Jordan, you do see Jordan in this in this book, and he it's interesting to see him, you know, like a couple years on uh, from when this episode happened. But it's a really good story. So if anyone wants to like see what happens to Mayor Hill and continue that, it is available in the Batman: The Adventure Continues. Um, all right, but we've got our next episode that we're going to review is a good one. Oh yeah, Two Face Part One. Ooh, now we're getting into some juice. Yeah, we're getting into some real good stuff. So hopefully uh, that lives up to our expectations because I think it should. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to get into our first segment of the episode, which is Love That Batman. Love That Batman! Okay, for anyone that doesn't know, my brother and I love seeing batman doing really cool stuff most of the time it's when he's in the shadows or when he's doing something really cool and we can't just pick one moment from this entire show so we actually just pick one moment from every episode which is sometimes quite difficult and other times in this case really hard in the way of we don't have much choice usually we have too much choice but this time i couldn't think of one stood out to me i completely forgot to to find a love that batman to be honest well the only one that's that i noticed as i was watching because usually as i'm watching if i see something i'm like oh that was cool i clocked that in my love that batman moment if it has something to do with him and it's when he's swinging in on that metal beam at the beginning and before you see him swinging on the metal beam you see a shadow of the bat on the floor oh, okay. heading heading towards the goons and i was like that's pretty cool like batman coming for them before that you even see him so that's my pick that sounds good all right i just gave my brother a thumbs up and <laughs> i realized that i'm on a podcast <laughs> oh you did with the batman thumbs up <coughs> he just did it again <laughs> the silence was me doing that all right our next category of the day is riddle me this william focus 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 but you'll still have to answer the riddle I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. <laughs> okay, this is a quiz game that I play with my brother to make sure he's paying attention. If he gets uh, three or more right, he lives. If he gets two or less wrong, no, two or less right, he dies. But today I only have three questions, so... The odds are in your favor, maybe, or maybe okay. not. Question one, riddle me this. 
William. What is Mayor Hill's butler's name? And I said it earlier. Oh, you just said it. Um, did you say it was Fra- Frankie? Close. <laughs> Not a US president, but everyone always thinks he's a US president. Theodore? No. You Stay with the Frank. Franklin. Franklin, well done. Question two, riddle me this, William. How does Bruce realise that the Joker is at the birthday party? Because he has a bomb with his fucking face on it. No. Oh, he recognises his laugh. Correct. That laugh. (laughs) Question three, what was the name of the clown that the Joker impersonated? No, it says it all over the van. He he's yeah. also referred by Jordan multiple times. He calls him this name. The great, I'm the great. It begins with a J. J, J, J and it J. ends in an O. Jizz boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's like, I don't want to play anymore. Jazzbo, Jumbo, Juzo. No, you're gonna. I'm not gonna give it to you. You've had many guesses now. The answer is Jacko. Jacko. And a bonus question. When Joker sees Batman on the security cameras, he refers to him as the caped blank. What tropical fruit does he refer to him as that also starts with a C? The caped blank. Tropical fruit. Very good guess, but not cantaloupe. Caped, cantaloupe, caped. Tropical fruits. And when I say tropical fruit, it's typically not... It is considered a fruit, but it's not like the standard fruit you'd get. It's usually seen on a desert island in... Cape with... Coconut. Yes, well done, correct. Cape Coconut. Well, because you got the bonus, and I had to give you some clues. I gave you half points, so you live. Congratulations. Is, is, the coconut, is, that, is that fruit, though? I googled it to make sure, yes. It's considered it's a, a fruit. fruit. Yeah, not a nut. It's considered a fruit. It's considered a seeded fruit, if you can believe oh. it. All right, our final category of the day is Ace That Bat Sound. This is also a game I play with my brother, which has to do with the music of this show. So what I'll do is I will play a musical theme that was depicted for a character in their first appearance. If he can name the character, he gets, you know, what? I've got, I always go one, two and three points. I'm just going to give you lots of points. Like if you can do anything in this, like if you can name the character, great. If you can describe the episode, great. If you can name the episode, even better. You're just like, it's just it's amazing when you can name the character considering you haven't watched the show in a while all right so you just get loads of points and you can feel good about yourself and have a celebratory drink if you get it right (laughs) okie dokie okay so i'm going to start with the musical clip I love the sneakiness to that. 
and the sneakiness is a bit of a clue. I don't want to mislead you too much, but I love that. It's almost a little Bondian in that like sneakiness. The it does feel very James Bond. Yeah. Catwoman. Correct. Oh, <laughs> wow. Pulled it out of the back cow, the bag. Hey, yo, that was really good. Well done. You get loads of points for that. I was very impressed when I when I got this one. I was like, OK, this is a little tricky. Probably not going to get it. But yeah, right out of my butthole. First guess. Well done. Here's the voice clip. Just because, you know, I spent a lot of time doing this, so I don't want it to go to waste. So long, Dark Knight. Drop in anytime. <laughs> Obviously, Catwoman voice there was a bit of a giveaway, but I thought the cat would really help you in that situation. Uh, well done, bud. Can you tell me what happens in her first appearance or the name of the episode? Very difficult, this one. Catwoman's first episode. Now, I will say Does that it this... start with her doing a classic, like, robbery in a museum and yes she, like, dude it does, does. She do like the circle claw as well buddy like, i'm gonna give hand. you four points just remembering that that's very impressive yes she does yeah and I then they have her motives for it but well it's called uh actually no can you you won't be able to guess the name right before i even give it away yeah cat, cat's got kittens got claws or something like that dude you, you know what? i'm gonna give you partial points it's called the cat and the claw Okay, the cat and the claw. Oh, the claw. Is that like the... Ray the claw. Electro-looking lady? Yes. So this, the cat and the claw, part one, because it's a two-parter, this was the first episode to ever air on TV, because even though On Leather Wings was the first episode they ever made, this was the episode that they chose to air first. And the reason being is because, obviously, Batman Returns had just come out a few months yeah, before this, and Catwoman was, like, the big villain. So they are like, let's put the Catwoman episode first. And what was um, the next episode? I've got Batman in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it wasn't the Cat and the Claw part two. It, they, like, held that for a couple weeks. Um, yeah, That's so... weird. Once you get a part one, and it's like, the venture continues, like, a month from now? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why they did that. So... Um Buddy, I'm very impressed. Well done. That was really good. Thank you very much, my brother. That is very kind of you. We have done another podcast. I just ran out of breath while singing. <laughs> it's a catchy one. I really like that. Um, so before we jet off, we'll just talk about things we're doing with our life. What are we watching, reading? What are we listening to? What gets us up in the morning? What gets us hard? <laughs> what makes us hard and come, bud? <laughs> it's almost like we've got to make sure we can get that into every episode in some well, fluent way. We haven't way. referenced that in a long time. No, but recently we have been. Okay. Um, well, I recently just rewatched all of Succession in preparation for the new season and man i did i forget major plot points in that show and it was so good i love that show it's one of the best written shows i've ever seen the characters are so deep and interesting and i just they just do all these clever things where they just without you realizing it showing you that they're still absolute children like they'll have an argument in one of like the the main character's children's bedrooms or like there's a birthday party where he has like a tree house and he's not letting his siblings in and it's just so great like it's just such good writing and brian cox is just such an arsehole in it and it's just oh it's just good i just love that show so much that that's now become another Mad Men for me where you know how i pretty much rewatch Mad Men once maybe 
or half like once every two years to a year. I just love that show for some reason. I think Succession is now going to join into that rotor because I just think it's really good writing. I need to watch the show because I have tried to give it a go with my girlfriend and we weren't that into it. And maybe I wasn't in the right mindset, but I know it's now coming to a close. So I'll have a complete mm. series to watch. And um, yeah, I should just watch that by myself because there's times where I'm by myself prepping for pizza stuff. And yeah, that would be almost a good thing yeah, to put on. It's HBO. I mean, the show's incredibly funny. It's not TV. It's <laughs> HBO. It's uh, it's very funny. It has extremely dark moments where you're like, oh my god, like that's it. it, it that's what I love. That I mean, dark. I think dark comedies are just my favorite genre because you can either have something that's a highly dramatic moment or something that just makes you go what and crack up with laughter because it's fucking hilarious and ridiculous. So I'm enjoying that, and now I'm like in a bit. I'm bit sort of in the weeds now where i'm like what do i do i guess i can start rewatching ted lasso because that's going to be coming out soon but yeah i don't really fancy rewatching that show because i'm not really it's like the winter still right and i'm in the mood to like hunker down and watch a good drama yeah that's fair uh, yeah it's kind of like it's like food right like the mm. seasonal food where you're like i don't want to have a summer salad in the winter i want like a hearty like hot roast yeah well that's cool that's cool man that's cool man I've uh, we've obviously both been watching Mando and that's been good. Yes, um, been good. I meant to ask you: Are you watching The Last of Us anymore? Or did you stop watching? Yeah, I'm still watching The Last of Us. I thought the the latest episode was actually surprisingly good, better than I was I thought it was going to be because well, that show has been. We haven't really talked about it much in this pod, but that show has had some real highs and some real lows, and a, quite a few lows more than anything. We both have said we want more zombies, and we're not really getting that. But um, the latest episode, the even only... though it was zombie free, I thought was good. It's just something that's really holding that show back is like, like I, I just saw a, a, a teaser for the next episode and it, it pretty much is looking like it's about to be the end of the first game. And I'm like, but they've, they've cut out so much co like content and great action. Like I know that the credits of the show said like, Oh, that the show's not about like the zombies, but like you need the threat there. Otherwise, there seems like there's no threat in this world. Like Ellie's character is the cure to the zombie virus, right? Yeah. She's the fucking cure. Like she can't like get infected. And so you have something that that's that big, but you have a world that's just not filled with zombies. Mm. How does she even seem that important anymore? Where it's like, all right, cool. But you know, I haven't seen a zombie since 1996. So especially because really there's so issue. many, there's so many civilizations that are just like, we're getting by, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I mean, like... those two guys just survived with a freaking wired fence around a neighborhood. Just fine. In this scenario, you know, Yeah. if that was the walking dead, that fence would be down with a horde. And also, yeah. when we do get a zombie in the show, it's like, ah, it's a hundred zombies at once and they're all running and they're going to eat ya. And that's not how the game is either. So really fucking annoying. But the last two episodes, at least, they did uh, pull directly from the show. I mean, the episode with uh, Elliot and her girlfriend was like shot for shot, like exactly from the game. But do you know what's funny? Is that story was not part of the main game. That was DLC in the original. Oh, game. okay. And that's something you find out afterwards where you're like, oh, that's interesting that that's her origin. So I thought it was kind of weird for a nine episode show. I to, was bored in that episode. To, um, completely dedicate an episode to DLC. I mean, it's a very good story and it explains Ellie's character, but 
I think that that could have been saved for much later. You didn't need that right. I agree to justify anything. And we um, also we know she's immune. So when like that that threat of the zombie comes in and infects them both. I'm like, well, we never see this girl again, so she obviously is going to die in this episode. And we know Ellie's immune already, so when she's like, oh, shit, I've been, you know, scratched or bitten, I was just like, why are we watching this now? Like, this has nothing yeah. to do with the story that I want to I want to keep watching. And as you mentioned earlier, the stakes are really low. The, the most recent episode, there were stakes, right? Because Ellie's been kidnapped and put in a jail cell, and there's this really creepy pedo rapist dude that, like, runs it. And I thought that was like the stakes were high and Joel was like dying on the floor. And then he has to like adrenaline's a hell of a thing, right? Like it gets him out and he manages to take out all those dudes, goes looking for Ellie. I thought that was really good, but I haven't felt stakes in this show much other than that. Yeah. And like, um, I don't know if you noticed it, but the right hand man to Troy Baker leaders. Yeah. Troy Baker, the voice of Joel, which was pretty cool to see. And also um, a great uh, Mark Hamill. Well, in his own right, he's a great Joker. I won't keep on comparing him to Mark Hamill, but he does have a very Mark Hamill vibe to his well, Joker. Well, he did it on purpose because he was playing Joker in the Arkham series, so he wanted to make it seem like this would be a younger version of the Joker. He's also a good Batman as well. It's one yes. of those rare people that can do both. Um, and he also was one in... of these rare voice actors that is not a bad-looking person in real life where you're like, why are you not just an actor? <laughs> yeah, also a really tall dude. Yeah, really tall. Um, but I don't know. It's it's a, it's it's annoying. It's like I want fucking zombies, you know. It's it's like yeah. if I was watching The Walking Dead, um, a lot of people dislike season two, even though I love it. But and there's not that many zombies in that. But at least The Walking Dead had a zombie in every single fucking episode of this show. Yeah. This this just just like I'm not I'm not afraid in this universe. And there's so many great action pieces in the game. Like there's a scene when Joel is. Hank accidentally fallen and he's oh it's either Joel or Ellie and their legs tied on this rope and they're in like a barn and zombies are coming and they're upside down and shooting all the zombies as they're getting close and they're trying to save people they they and like there's just a plethora of other great action scenes where I'm like you can still do this like I know you're trying to do a character piece and all this other shit but like you got to remember like you're ruining the stakes when there's no zombies because if she's the cure, it's like someone being like, I have the cure for COVID. And someone's like, buddy, the cases are like three. Like, like we're fine. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like the stakes are low. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to see more zombies. I want higher stakes. And uh, yeah, I, it is coming to an end soon. I think there's one or two episodes left uh, and that's it. So there's one episode left and I've seen. Well, apparently there was, I saw a thing that said there is a bonus episode that, Oh, I can't keep up with this fucking show because also it said on now TV, it said the, the penultimate episode, which I thought was episode eight. And I watched that believing it was the season finale. And I was like, that's weird. And then I find out there's another episode. And then you're telling me there's another one. Like, I Well, I don't, I don't know. So I saw, I saw an article that said uh, there's a, a bonus episode that people don't know about, but that might be like the, the, the next episode coming might be the last episode of this series. And then they might have like, a bonus one where they're like hey this is another story type thing you know that could be what they're doing it's very weird because it seems like they're gonna end the story in the next episode which is just it's just too quick for me like right the story has not had time to breathe and if it doesn't end in the next episode that will be strange as well because i'm like all right well how long are we continuing to stretch out this part of the story 
Um, and then also the, the second so they game, can't to you they can't win either no, way. The second game is really divisive. A lot of people don't like the second game mm. uh, because they. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but they decide to do something that was a bit drastic. Where you're like, oh, this has taken the story in a completely different direction. Right. Uh, and I, I, I enjoyed the second game, but it's nowhere near as as good as the first one, and the story is definitely nowhere near as good. Um, but there are parts of it I do like, but overall, I, I would never like replay it or rewatch it again. And also, uh, as a TV series, what are you going to do? Because if there's only two games, right, and you've got two stories and you're doing a game per season, which it looks like that's what they're doing, what are they going to do by the time they've done season two? There's not going to well, be a new game. It could be a limited series. I mean, if I were them, I would not do game two and I would just take the show in a different direction because the second game is divisive. I kept saying divisive because apparently the girl who plays Ellie said, like, just let you know, this next episode, the finale is going to be really divisive for the fans. So I'm like, so that sounds like you're not going to even do anything in the story. And if like, say like if, if the episode ends and it's like, Ellie's been kidnapped and now Joel has to go on an adventure to save her. And that's going to be like issue, season two. I'd be like, no, boo, boo. Mm. Like, if, if someone says, Hey, just, just a pre-warning, our season finale is going to be like, it's going to divide people. That's not good writing. Like, that, no. you know, like, how can I end my story? Well, I'd like to upset half my fan base and make the other fan half of the fan base like what I'm doing. No, that's really dumb. Make 100% of your fan base like what you're doing. Yeah, and uh, I agree. And also stick to the source material. If you're going to say we're being divisive, you can already tell they're not going to stick to the source material and they're going to do the opposite of whatever the ending is. And I've stayed away from spoilers because I don't know what this ending is. So if I don't get the ending that I've avoided being spoiled from, I'm going to be kind of pissed off because I'll find out after the fact and be like, oh, or maybe I'll like it because I don't know what the ending is, I guess. I don't know. I guess there's two sides to that coin, but we'll see. Um, yeah, it's been a show that I've been watching, but... I haven't been like, oh, I can't wait for the next episode. Whereas Mandalorian, it's just good old fashioned Star Wars again. And people have been like kind of shitting on it, being like, oh, it's a bit generic. And um, it's just kind of Star Wars by numbers. You know what? The reason it's Star Wars by numbers is because Star Wars by numbers works. Because the original Star Wars was fucking great. And when you try and stray away from that too much and you get shows like Andor, personally, I think Andor was a load of boring old waffle. But if you like it, great. For me, I love Mando. That's Star Wars. That's good fun. It's got a mixture of everything I like about the series into it, whilst telling a new story. I'm I'm in. Like those two episodes, I've really enjoyed. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed Mando as well. It is, you know, it. it I don't like you said. I don't really care if Mando's not groundbreaking. Like the show made me cry in in the the finale of the last season. Yeah, and and it's it's it, it is. I you know people can argue that it is by the numbers and it is you know uh, just sometimes action for action's sake and stuff. But Star Wars was made to reflect like old radio serials of like Flash Gordon going on adventures every week, right? You're right. And the Mandalorian is that. Yeah, it's continuing the vibe of adventure. Like no other Star Wars has given me adventure since the originals. Like Mando has. Everyone else is like, oh, this is this is either a drama or, or this is a military story or this, that, and the other. Or like this is a smuggler story or whatever it is. Um, but this is the only one that's like in the spirit of adventure. And I'm having a great time. And I have yeah. 
Nothing bad to say about Mando at all. And also, it's ridiculous how cute Baby Yoda is. And then you bring in uh, R5 as well, who's like, the dude is the reason why Star Wars happened, because he had a bad motivator, and that mm-hmm. started the Skywalker saga. Like, fuck it now. Like, you have him shaking in his boots. My wife was like, oh my god. Like, my wife has started watching the show now because of all the cute animals and creatures. And, and droids. There in the show. <laughs> and she's, when she's stressed, she's like, put Baby Yoda on. That's, that's all that's all I personally want for my Star Wars. But like as I've always said, if I know people love fucking Andor, and if you love it, that's fine. I'm not anti-Andor. You can handle the way home and watch 10 seasons of it. That's fine. And if you liked freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi and you thought that was good, well, that's uh <laughs> that's surprising. That's, that's good for you. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, there's another show that just I don't know, had so much hype and potential and just fell flat emphasis on the no in kenobi (laughs) (laughs) how about kenobi (laughs) can no more please be uh and the final thing that i've uh, been watching or have watched recently is i went to the pictures the other day i've been to the cinema in quite some time i went to go see creed 3 which was uh a series of movies that I've liked a lot. I like Creed 1, I like Creed 2, as I said last time. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, it was a good story. Michael B. Jordan it's the directed... the best movie I've ever seen. No. Uh, Michael B. <laughs> Jordan, uh, as a director, did a really good job. Also, I found out after the fact that he's a huge anime fan. And when I was watching the movie, I was like, that makes so much sense, knowing that after the fact, because there are quite a few shots that are, are anime Esque, I would say, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like close-ups of just the eyes, like of people looking at each other, and then um each of their boxing belts like has their name on it, so they would like do like a shot from the side, and there's this one punch that's um delivered, and it's shot from the side, and it's shot in like super slow motion, and when the punch is uh, delivered to the boxer, I won't say who it is, just in case there's any spoilers, mm-hmm. the boxer like crunches in and gives this like wide-eyed like oh face and the sweat flies off his back like it's that like that super slow motion it just it's framed just like an anime shot like it would be like something out of dragon ball i could see and i know i've never watched that show but i've seen i could see it being part of that show um before you like jump on me like you've never seen it actually but, it's probably more like dragon ball z which is their sequel to dragon oh okay um well you and michael b jordan can hang out and talk about that but no i'm all right <laughs> but yeah the um the movie was good and uh jonathan is it jonathan majors i think he's he's now kang in um, this dude's just popping up everywhere i've never he, seen honestly, him before man, this and now he's like hey i'm an a-list actor i'm like oh all right hello he's the best part of creed 3 he's so good he's such a great character a really complicated villain and you like you yeah you you follow him on this journey and you kind of want him to succeed at points. And then other times you're like, Oh, you're such a bastard. So he did a really good job. Uh, And I enjoyed the movie a lot. It was nice to go to the cinema, sit down and be like, that was totally worth it. And I'm really glad I went to go see that. Uh, Is there anything you want to add before you, let me say that again. All right, bud. I think that's the end of the episode. Is there anything you want to add before we jet off? Go give me money on Kickstarter and outbreaks. <laughs> give me the money. Night. The nicer way of saying that is if you guys can afford to pledge money to his comic book series, which outbreak, you can, which you probably can, you can give a little bit. You got five quid. You got five quid, mate. 
Give me your five quid. Open your fucking wallet. Give me your five quid. Got a fag too? Oh yeah, fag, cheeky fag. Give a little bit. Give a little bit of your cash to Will. Um, And if you can't pledge any money, if times are tight or it's just not something that you do, um, then fuck you. (laughs) 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 Then you can please still go and share it on social media. That's a huge help as well. In all seriousness, giving me money is much better. (laughs) (laughs) In all seriousness, sharing it is 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 a great way of helping out as well. So please go and do that. All right, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. And I've been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. Goodbye. Doodles! Move you over here. Put you in your little corner where you belong. You pussy. <laughs> That's not very nice. Oh, shall we get going, we going, Captain Late Pants? Oh, oh so no I'm little chit chat. No, I'm running late, and then suddenly, oh, let me tell you for ten minutes about my new microphone. No it's... one fucking cares. Maybe you. Well, no I, one... I got a pop guard for it. No, I, I'm not using it because I I don't believe that it does anything, even though it's scientifically proven to stop the sounds of pops from people's mouths, and it's been used to record sound for over a hundred years. Okay, well, good for you. Thank you for your educational little microphone moment. Uh, hopefully you can speak a bit louder and I'm a bit quieter so you don't sound like a fucking little mumbling okay let's do a podcast then hey oh it's me your brother Will Robson that's still living in America <laughs> I'm ready to podcast oh yeah let's I love do it Batman the animated series whoa what a cartoon from my childhood <laughs> terrific super duper do you want to turn up your microphone you said you can do that, oh, yeah, on the... can do that. let's uh, do that where do I do that and when the cheese draw opens, you gotta pay the tax. The cheese tax. <laughs> I hate that. I like that. Fuck song. Why? It's so good. <laughs> okay, let's do a podcast there, brother. Okay. Super duper.